Okay, blessings, everybody. God bless you and praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us for this week's lesson. Um, And again, welcome to Reset Forever Ministries podcast. I'm Dr. Valerie Simpson. All right, and we're your hosts. We're glad that you're with us. Hey, we have a um, clear signal today, so I apologize for those past couple of broadcasts that were completely choppy, low quality, blurry, but we're good to go. So we're going to jump right into the lesson and uh, enjoy what this uh, teaching is all about for this week. So now we are coming uh, into the book of 1 John, which is his uh, third writing. Um, So anyway, um, we're going to go ahead to the book of 1 John, chapter number one. If you have your Sunday school lesson or Sunday school books, it is going to be lesson number three, two, hold on, okay, six, but but the second one for this year. So it's going to be lesson number six out of Union Gospel Press, okay? All right, and the topic of this week's lesson is blessing of forgiveness and new life. Now, uh, grab a pen, paper, take notes. It's time for the Sunday school lesson. Get yourself all in gear and allow the Holy Ghost to minister to you from this time until time for the lesson, whether you're a teacher or whether you're a student, or if you just love the Word of God. So with that, I am going to give the uh, teaching over into the hands of our instructor, Elder Daniel Simpson, who will take us through this point. God bless you. Yes, thank the Lord. Let's I'll start off with a word of prayer. Okay. Uh, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for your goodness and your kindness and your tender mercy. Mm-hmm. We want to thank you, Lord, as we look into your word, we ask your Holy Spirit to be in our midst to teach us, to give us good, sharp revelation of your rich word, which brings eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> and amen. Amen. This is a good lesson. All, the, all of God's word is rich and it's wonderful. And it truly is the bread of life. And this lesson is no exception because we got a lot going on in this lesson, Dr. Simpson. As you, as you know, that the Apostle John is writing um, this letter to the, to the church, to the scattered saints in his day. And it is befitting for our day as well. Some of the things that we're going to look into this lesson, we can see this happening in our time. And we can okay. apply it to us okay. as well. So, this lesson, um, it says that he wrote this letter probably from Ephesus. Ephesus. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, we know a lot was going on in Ephesus. A lot. So, John is not in Jerusalem. Yeah. In the church there, he's in Ephesus. They said this writing was probably around about 90 to 95 A.D. Right, that's when John wrote. Mm-hmm. And we know that we know Jerusalem was destroyed by the Romans in 70 A.D. 70 A.D. Yes. Mm-hmm. So now the church is scattered. The apostles as well have scattered, mm-hmm. and John is in. Asia Minor, mm-hmm. which is modern-day Turkey. Right, right. And he's writing this letter to the saints that's been Well, yeah, on. I mean, the diaspora had taken place. They had had this huge persecution there, and uh, they caused them to all scatter, and they went far and wide. They were from Africa all the way up into, you know, past where, um, uh, you know, Europe is into that area. Italy, all of those places. You can see Paul's writing. He tells you where he's at. And when you start looking at some of those locations, um, you find out he was there. He was on the Sinai Peninsula, um, just the Saudi uh, um, Peninsula. He was all over. So this time he's writing from Ephesus. And anybody that has studied Ephesus knows about the idolatry and um, how desperately depraved that group of people were because they were so steep in this worship of the goddess Diana. Yet he's coming to them with a message of forgiveness 
and the blessings of new life. And John is the teacher that talks about love so much. So let's go ahead and look at what he's talking about here in this first chapter of First John. Yes, so First John 1 and 1 says this, that which was from the beginning, mm-hmm. which we, we is, the, is one of the key words in this lesson, okay. which we have heard, what we have seen with our own eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our, with our own hands mm-hmm. concerning the word mm-hmm. of life. So he's saying we're first, we're first-hand witnesses. This is first-hand information. You're, yes. not, you're getting it. You're getting it from the source that actually witnessed these things. Yeah. So when he's talking about the way he's talking about his Jesus twelve disciples mm-hmm. that had, um, you know, firsthand knowledge of, of our Lord and Savior that was part of his, or, or, or you know, seeing him, him in his earthly ministry. So, so we know he's talking about the twelve, and he's saying, look here, you know, we have seen with our own eyes. We have seen the miracles and signs. That was in this ministry, we, right. we, we, you know, we. Um, it's not what we heard, yes, or we, you know, we didn't come up with something. We witnessed it. it. Was we were witness. there. Yes, we, we, we ate the Passover with him. Yes. You know, we believed on him. He asked us, and we believed on him. Mm-hmm. He washed our feet, disciple feet, and his ascension. Feet. And he told them he was gonna go away. He, he gave us. He told us all these things. And everything came the way it came out exactly the way that he said. So now I have another message for you. What else? He, you say he washed their feet. Yes, he washed his feet, and uh, before he went to the cross. Mm-hmm. And also, Doctor Simpson, it says in Matthew twenty-eight sixteen that they saw Jesus in his ascension when he went up to heaven, and he gave them the commission to go and <laughs> preach the gospel. I mean, the angels. Why are you standing here gazing? You know, while he was being carried away in the cloud, the same Jesus is going to return. So then he gave them the commission, knowing that as just as much as you've seen them carried away, he's coming back. So in the meantime. Go ye out, and he begins to preach the gospel in Jerusalem, uh, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. So while they're there gazing, they witness this. And of course, behind that, behind that scenario, and getting that word from the angels, well, quite naturally, they're ready to roll up their sleeves and go out and take the gospel. And it started in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and now um, John is in Ephesus as he writes this letter. Okay, so they're scattered all about, but John has at this point come to Ephesus. As well as Peter wound up in Babylon. Oh, yes, because he, he wrote, wrote from Babylon. Yes, he wrote his letter from, yes, he did. from the ancient city of Babylon, which is modern day in Iraq. It is Iraq. So this is what Peter says. Second Peter 1 16 says this, but we have not followed cunning devices. Cunning device fables. fables. When we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. And they had to say that, too, because there were so many others that rose up and claimed to be the Messiah, and, and then they fell. You know, Gamaliel talked about that in the fourth chapter of Acts, saying, you know, and if he's like the rest of those, then... His is going to come to nothing as well. But if it's of God, you can't fight against it. And so that's why they said, well, we witnessed it and we saw it all. So um, now he's saying, I like what he, the way he puts it. These are not cunningly devised fables because there's, um, there, there's literature out there called Aesop's Fables. And um, it was just a bunch of stories put together. You know, like a person would write an anthology, just put a bunch of stories together. But he said, that's not what you got here. You got something different. Well, and this is what Peter said. We was eyewitnesses. And when we preach in the gospel, it's not with cunning devices, device, device fables. fables. Yes, we're not no, just This is not a comic book story. This is, this is... And this is not something that we mischievously came together and wrote it in such a way that it would deceive people. Mm-hmm. It's not that. This is beyond that. So if it seems unbelievable, um, just know that this is all real. Yes, so verse 2 says... So verse 2, for the life, um, for the life was manifested and Okay, there's your key word. We have seen it. 
and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested in us. This is what we're showing you. Yes, and that word manifest means to be revealed. It was revealed from from the Father through Jesus. Mm -hmm. Now Jesus is gone and it was a responsibility of his disciples to make it manifested to the saints, to the church. And this is what it says in St. John concerning eternal life. Saint, okay, St. Saint John, John uh, chapter 17, verse 2 and 3. And this is what Jesus said about eternal life. Now remember, this is one of Jesus' last prayers before mm-hmm. he's uh, going to go to the cross. And he, and he says this, As thou hast given him power over all flesh, Jesus talked, praying to the Father, that he had given Jesus power over all flesh. Mm-hmm work these miracle signs and wonders mm-hmm. that he should give eternal life to as many as those thou hast given him verse 3 and this is eternal life that they may know that the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent Jesus Christ is our eternal life mm-hmm. what he would do on the cross would give us those who believe in his name eternal mm-hmm. life yeah, so that's what he said, give power over all flesh, all flesh, so that they should be able to give that eternal life to as many of those that he has given them. So um, whoever the Lord had given them, and you know, the Lord will assign souls to you. There are so many that are supposed to be saved under your ministry and that you are to reach. There is a certain influence that God has allowed to be in you um, that will reach certain people. And some of our ministries are not going to reach other people. That's why we don't need to be the same as anyone else. We have to realize that be who you are and don't try to mimic someone else because that ministry is to reach a certain uh, dynamic or a certain um, demographic or a certain group of people but yours however God uses you and that's what he's saying here that um, as many of those as thou has given him so God had given unto them for uh, people to be saved and this is what the apostles are trying to convey to them and also Dr. Simpson in, in um, 1 John 2 and 25 says this Yes, and this is what John is saying also. He said, this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. So Christ gives us eternal life, this was a promise. Mm-hmm. And we that have eternal life, we know we've been sealed unto the day of redemption right. with the Holy Ghost. Right, right. Okay, give me your scriptures before you do that so I can make sure I put them up here for you. I got a lot of scriptures. Right yeah, here. and they may want them, so that's I good. I got a lot of scriptures. I, 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 I back at word with word. Right, it's valid. It's valid. Okay, so that is the comment there. Okay, first John. Okay, this is first John. I'm just going to add it to the banner so that they'll have that. All right, so we're back into the lesson, and all right, so let me read this as I show this. All right, that which we have seen, there's your word again, that which we have seen, have heard, declared we unto you. What we've seen and heard, this is what we're coming to you. We're not, you know, passively speaking, but we are declaring this to be the gospel unto you, that we have declared unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So you can come. We we're doing this for you to come and fellowship with us. Because well, we're fellowshipping with God and we're fellowshipping with the Son. Yes, and this is what fellowship means. It's a, that which is shared in common. It's a mutual affection. Mm-hmm. 
We got this. We got this. This salvation, this eternal life, we have it, and we fellowship. I noticed. I wrote a note down here. Dr. Simpson says, uh, "The eternal fellowship between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit was manifested in time mm-hmm. through the incarnation mm-hmm. in the person of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. who embodied in the flesh a deity." Mm-hmm. And though Jesus' death and resurrection extended to each believer through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Indwelling of the Holy Spirit. I had to put that. Indwelling of the Holy Spirit. That's how we get our fellowship with the Father. Oh, yeah, because, you know, um, um, the, the whole, um, uh, the whole, uh, pro, the whole thing that he's trying to teach us in John, St. John 15 is I am the vine, you are the branches, and if you abide in me, you know, and I in you, and I in you, you can ask if you will, and it shall be done. But he also says in that um, in that passage, that same passage, that um, if you're not in him, you know, that someone's going to come and they're going to collect those dead those dead branches, and they're going to be thrown into the fire. But you can't have a flow and we know this nature teaches us that if you cut off a branch from the tree then how is the sap going to run into the tree and keep the leaves and you know the whole branch fed if you're not connected and the flow of that sap into that branch so if you are not getting that flow there's a disconnection if you're saved and you're not getting that flow there could be a blockage. There could be, be interference. And the Bible says um, in Isaiah, it says your sins and your and your iniquities have separated between you and I, you and your God. So um, there could be a blockage. There could be um, inter, something there that is interfering with the connection. But mostly, what Jesus, what the what the um, Apostle John is telling us here, is that you have to be in Him. And you are in him by the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. Well, this is what it says in 2 Corinthians 13 and 14. Let me put you it up. When you say I don't have to. You don't have to write it down if you don't want to. I was going to put it up here so they could have it. Okay. It said, did you get it? 2 Corinthians 13 and 14. So this one is Second Chronicles. Chronicles? Okay. Okay, what's happening there? 13 and 14. Okay. All right. That way they can have it. And those that are on, and those of you that are listening by way of podcast, which we're doing simultaneously, you can just come over to Reset Forever Ministries on uh, YouTube, and you'll get all of these references as well. It says, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And this is what Paul is signing off at one of his prayers at the end of this, that our fellowship is all within God and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And all may that together. same communion be with you as well. Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if Paul's not around, they may still have that same communion. And fellowship with the Father. We need the Holy. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Ghost uh, in the body of Christ. And what verse? Verse four, less. Four. And these things write we write we unto you that your joy may be full. That's good. We're writing this so you can have the fullness of joy. We're not writing this to put uh, handcuffs on you or. You know, to be legalistic, and we're not writing this to oppress you or to control you or have authority over you, but we're writing it so that your joy may be full. All right, verse number five. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declared unto you that God is a light and in him is no darkness at all. And it's the reason why he's getting to this because, Dr. Simpson, there's a lot of false teachers are going out 
Yeah, they're teaching something different than what the apostles are teaching. Mm-hmm. So he set this up and he said, like you said, um, that God is light. Mm-hmm. You know what light does? Light exposes. Manifest and reveals. Yes. Mm-hmm. You see, that's what God is. And in him, there's no darkness at all. Nothing, nothing harmful, uh, secretive, deceptive, manipulative. It's just light. It's light. It's revelation. It gives you understanding. I want light so I can have some understanding, especially. Yeah. And this is what James 1 17 and 18. James 1 17 and 18. It said, Every good gift mm-hmm. and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights. Mm-hmm. With whom is no variable from this, neither shadow of turning. Of his one, seventeen and eighteen. Yes, of his own will he got he us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruit of his creation. What a mighty savior. Well, I love the part that he's included us in it, and he's given us such a such such a significant role in the body, you know, to be the first fruits of of the of the um, what is the saying exactly? I want to word it exactly as he says it. Oh, John, one in eighteen. Yeah, let me see it. Yes. Okay. So of his own will begat he us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creation. Yeah, right, because um, this is a new thing that God is doing. Right? Yeah, it's, it's something that he promised in the Old Testament scripture. But it's new do, yes. because it just came about. And now it's being manifested. And so we're we're the first among you, you know, we're among the first to um, be a part of this new thing that God is doing in the earth. Amen. All right, verse number five and six. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. So I understand, underline the statement, walk in darkness. And after I look more into this, Dr. Simpson, it says John is challenging the claim of the Gnostics. Mm-hmm. Those are the false teachers who had broke away from the apostles' fellowship and were thus living in spiritual darkness. They claimed to have fellowship with God, but did not express his character, which is light. So they these were individuals who claimed to have, um, to, to that they walk with God, but their behavior, it contradicted with light. It was, um, their behavior was um, demonstrating Things that are in darkness, and that's a, a lot of uh, the problem that is going on now, um, and that has been going on. Obviously, we're looking all the way back to when the apostles wrote that people claim and profess to be of God and have part with God, but they're, they're they live horrible. They live disrespectful. They live um, in offense to the Word, in offense to God. They they were contrary. To what the scriptures were speaking, yet they professed, you know, and and you hear people say things like, well, you can't question somebody else's salvation. Well, I, yeah, I don't have to question their salvation, but here's what the apostle said. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. Because he says, and we don't do the truth. We don't, what we're doing is not what is according to the truth. Well, if you go to 2 Peter mm-hmm. chapter 2, that whole chapter talks about false teaching. And false uh, did you write any? Did you get any of those notes? No, because it's a whole chapter. Uh, well, maybe you can take a few tidbits out of there real quick. 2 Peter chapter 2. Yes. Yeah, I think you got Verse it. 1 says this. Hang on, let me write down. 1. You got to tell me the stuff in advance instead of, you know, springing surprises at me. First Peter. Okay. Okay, First Peter 2 and 1. Okay. 
I can read it. Okay. It says, But there were false prophets also among the people, mm-hmm. even as they shall be false teachers among you, who mm-hmm. privately shall bring in damnable heresy, even denying the Lord that brought them, and bringing in and bringing upon themselves swift destruction. Okay. And many shall follow their pernicious ways. ways by reasons of whom the way of the truth shall be evil spoken of. In verse three, through covetousness shall they uh, shall they with phrasing words make merchants of you. Let me see, because I think it's not crazy. But I know this is something that because if you make a statement like that, if you say we walk in darkness and you, you're just lying. Okay, and this is King James, which I love, obviously. So verse, verse number two, chapter two, and verse number one. Okay, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there were false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable doctrines. They just slip it in, right? They come in, they look like the rest of the sheep. They carry themselves like they're holy, holy. And then they just start slipping in these little statements and slipping in these little uh, remarks. And it's not the gospel. It's contrary to the gospel. So he said, false prophets among you privately bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them and bring unto themselves swift destruction. So... Oh, oh, yeah. So, so this is what we're talking about. What, what Peter was exposing as false prophets. So, I'm going to read verse number two. It says, "And many shall follow their pernicious ways." I think that that's huge to talk about because a lot of people do those things. You know, they. I don't think that they worry about you know the fact that it's it's damnable. It's 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 heresies. It's offense. It is not of God, it is of the devil. They are liars, they are false prophets, they have their part, but this is how they're carrying on. He says, and they and many shall follow their pernicious ways. And I don't think he's talking about people that were totally in darkness at all times. I think that these may have been some people that were in light. That's what he's saying. They was they was among us. They were among us. They got it like they got the truth just like we got it. You know, and because nobody's over you or because, you know, you feel that you have this call upon your life, you have this status, you can say these things. But he said, there's many that are going to follow their pernicious ways by reason of of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Verse 3, and through covetousness shall they with feign words, lying words, deceptive words, um, feign words, make merchandise of you. I mean, just fleece the sheep. Just draw them on in. Come on over here. We're going to give you this. We're going to lay, well, here, here's some handkerchiefs and give a seed, do this, that, and the other. And it goes a lot further. It's a whole lot of things can be said. And if they can open their mouth and lie, I can open my mouth and tell the truth and reveal it, Right because it's lawful with God. And um, through covetousness shall, with fame words, make merchandise um, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. So the damnation is not, what does it say? It says that the judgment is not gonna linger. That means it's not gonna be far off, right? If it's not lingering, it's soon to come. And it says, and their damnation slumbereth not, not, you know, it's not lying dormant. It is a uh, pending um, situation and it could happen at imminently. You know, judgment and damnation could occur imminently. It behooves us just to do what the scripture says. So that whole chapter in Second Peter talks about the, the entire false, chapter. False that is good. False prophets, good, false teachers. Okay, so back in back in the lesson, verse number seven. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us of sin. Yes, and that's what it says in uh, Titus 2 and 14. Titus 2, 14. And, and I love this because 
we've been cleansed from all of our sins, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquities and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. Titus 2.14. Yeah. Okay, that's a good this one. Is, this is what the blood does. It cleanses us. And once we're cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, Dr. Simpson, we're supposed to be zealous for good works. All that iniquity is moved. Well, if you have the right understanding. God. Mm -hmm. yes. If you have the right understanding that God has cleaned you up. You know, if you remember from where you came from, people lose that. I mean, they just get in the flow and just move along. But you got to keep yourself reminded of where he brought you from. And, yep. And, and, and what he has saved you from, according to this. What, what you just read out of um, Peter, he saved you from judgment and damnation. So, you know, he says that, but if you walk in the light, this is so kind. But if you just walk in the light and have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus will cleanse us from all of our sins. It's just that simple. Verse number eight, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we let those false teachers and those false prophets Say it's okay. Yes, get in us to say it's okay. Mm -hmm. And we just read what Peter's... Um, Peter, Peter's uh, good. I think you should go and read the whole chapter, second Peter, of, uh, of Peter's second chapter. Yes, and, it's, and even in, in John 4, he said, try the spirits to see whether they be of God or not. Mm -hmm. That's right. Just not try the spirits by the spirits, but try the spirits to see if yeah. this is of God. Because so many false teachers was mm -hmm. coming up, coming right behind them, mm -hmm. you know, just to have. And, and Peter said they did it because they did it out of covetousness. Mm -hmm. They wanted, wanted something. It was something in it for them. Yeah, yeah. They wanted personal people. gain. Yes. Whether it was for for lust of the flesh, you know, for well, that. He said to make merchants of them. Mer make merchandise of them, but then people have the lust of flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Yes. Lust of the flesh is what I can have. Lust of the eyes, you know, things to be desired, and the pride of life is that status and that renown and, and um, you know, all the recognition and the accolades. If people don't know they're walking in those things. The pride of life is very, very cunning, and before you know it, you're there, and then he says, but if you say that you don't have no sin, then you're deceiving yourself. Well, this is what, uh, when I looked up, have no sins, it says, the false teachers claimed that that they were or could be sinless since Christ had abolished their sins once mm -hmm. and for all. Oh, once saved, always saved kind yes. of thing. But as long as you're in the sinful flesh, mm -hmm. you know. You have to keep, Paul said, to, I keep my body under. Yes, you have to keep Lest after the I have preached unto others, I myself might become a castaway. So you that means you could you can mess up. Yes. <laughs> you can, your status can change. Well, this so, is what it says in verse 9. Okay. Of the Sunday school lesson. Okay. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isn't that just, just kind? Yes, and this is what the psalmist says. Psalms chapter 32 and 5 said, I acknowledge my sins to you. Yeah. In my iniquities, I did not hide. I said, yeah. I will confess my transgression to the Lord, mm -hmm. and you forgave the guilt of my sins, Selah. Mm. That was David. Uh, that's David. That's David, the worshiper, the worshiper. Who, and this is even Old Testament. Psalms. Who knew how to repent when he messed up with um, Bathsheba or any other and way. Uriah. Yeah, he, you know, numbering the people. He messed up in a lot of ways. Psalms uh, 32 and 5. Yes. All right, that's another good one for you to read, to have some, some, you know, because when you have conversations with people about the word, you can make a statement. But it's better to have a, a scripture there to show you that you can see where the heart of an individual was pricked because they wanted to be right with God. All right, so verse number 10. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him, being God, we're making God a liar, and his word is not in us. So we say we didn't sin. Okay, so God is lying by saying you have sinned. No, I don't have sin. Okay, so you're saying God is lying? 
So that is verse number 10. And we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So what we're coming to you with is not even word of God. So that's some heavy, heavy position to take. Yes, this is what I, I wrote a little notice that, but carnal saints still sin when they live mm-hmm. in their old nature. That's right. That's right. But true saints acknowledge their sins, verse 9, yeah. and trust in Christ to take it away. Okay. When they repent and confess okay. it. Okay. He cleanses us mm-hmm. from all unrighteousness. Now read that again because I like what it was saying. My note, I wrote out of my own brain. It says, but carnal saints still sin when they live in their old nature. Okay. Okay. So so if you're living in that old, old nature. The old man. The old man has yes. not been brought under. To subjection to the will yeah, of God. That old man is still rising up and he's not being controlled. What do you want to do? So he, and he's doing, he's, you know, doing what he very well pleases. And uh, the ways of man, you know. If, of course, according to your flesh, the Bible says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of, of yeah. death. But, you know, I, I mean, you can't just say this is what I want to do. I, this is me. I'm grown and I don't see any offense in it. I don't see any problem with it. But if you do that and then say it's not sin, then you're saying that God is a liar because God says that if you say you don't have sin and you're doing that, which is sin, you're you're saying I'm a liar, and these my people that I've sent, my anointed ones. You're saying they don't even have the word in them. Well, this so what, this, this is what these false teachers was was teaching, and this is what Paul is. I'm not Paul, but uh, John is writing. It's pretty lofty. It's yes. a pretty lofty place where they're speaking from self righteousness, arrogance, lifted up. So verse number um, one out of chapter number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the lesson says my little ones I just love John because John speaks with so much affection and kindness he's gentle he's got a gentle spirit I love that he says my little children these things write I unto you that you sin not and if any man sin we have an advocate with the father Jesus Christ the righteous so I'm asking you not to sin but if you do we have an advocate John is just... And I, I love, love this that. advocate, Dr. Simpson, because I looked it up, you know, me and my word. Yeah, you advocate is Advocate is one, is an a, a intercessor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know Christ is our advocate because he's exalted and he's at the right hand of the Father pleading with God, the Father, yeah. for the pardons of our sin. And the advocate... And, 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 but we got another advocate. But also. he is also a mediator. He is a mediator. The Bible says we have... There's but one God... And that and that stands between and one mediator which stands between God and man, the man Christ Jesus to do what to connect us back and to plead our case and to be our advocate and to be our attorney. Who's going to speak up for me? One scripture said, "No man care for my soul." But there is one that stands between you and God. He is an advocate. He is a mediator. We have our own personal advocate. It's called the Holy Ghost. Advocate. Advocate. Mm-hmm. It says the Holy Ghost uh, is an intercessor that's destined to take the place of Christ. This is what Jesus said in St. John. I'll send you another comforter. And this advocate, our but Holy Ghost. He I got, don't think he takes the place. I think he, he works together with the Lord, right? Jesus said, I'm going to go away. I'm going to send another comforter. And he shall lead you and guide you into our truth. Right. So he doesn't replace Jesus right no he's just he's he's the one to to, to dwell with you yes but in St. John 16 and 17 Mm -hmm. he got three things this advocate would do okay and this is what it says and when he come he will reprove the world of sin yeah that's a big scripture you got a lot going on and of righteousness Mm -hmm. and of judgment and this is what I like when you have the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. he reproves us when we do wrong Reprove means well, he to, chases to rebuild, yes, to rebuild and to, and to convince and and tell our faults and to you know cause us to go back to God and plead and pray and say, Lord, I have sinned. And seen. reveal it to us. I mean, yes. He's not going to let us. He's the one that allows our hearts to be pricked through the Holy Ghost. He's the one that allows us to feel uncomfortable when we are not in order. Yes, and, and he, also another. And lead, that's how he leads us. Yes, too. and he also he's supposed to lead us in righteousness. That's what the Holy Spirit's supposed to do. That's one of his jobs. 
and also judgment. Mm -hmm. Spoke to let us well, know. Well, convict. And then if you look at those next few verses, he talks about the conviction, the judgment, and the reproof. So um, that actually is a whole teaching that was that was at um, St. John 16 and 8. Seven and eight. Yeah, that is a whole teaching. All right, so anyway, verse number two. If, and it says, and he is the propitiation for our okay. sins, and not ours only, but also mm -hmm. the sins of the whole world. So I know you looked up propitiation. Yes, and it means to make an atonement, make us clean by the shedding of his blood. Mm -hmm. Also, it says, what did Christ do? He died for our sins. That's what Peter says. Two and twenty-four, and he died in our place to bring us to God. And this is what the church received. We receive forgiveness for our sins, as as him being our pitiation. For pitiation. For pitiation. We have mm -hmm. peace through him being our pitiation. Say the word. You can't pronounce. Propitiation. Just slow down. You'll be okay. You'll Justification. Be okay. <laughs> Justification, we got that in Romans uh, chapter 3, 24 and 36. We got access to God. I give up trying to keep up with your uh, references. <laughs> Freedom from the powers of the devil and demons. That's in Hebrews 2 and 9, 2 and 14. And then we have Christ, our intercession. That's Hebrews also in chapter 2, 14. So I this so this propitiation. Propitiation. That too. Now another way, another way of putting that, that word, um, the way that um, I remember helping me to understand it was it could not have been done by any human or any other methodology. There were no other ideas. This was the remedy. This was the prescription that because of your sins, I have to wound him. Because of your iniquities, I have to bruise him. Because of your uh, wild, uh, uh, disrespectful life uh, that's going to bring back to you, uh, in order for you to have peace, I have to chastise him. So all of these things, in order for us to have peace or any semblance of a godly, well, he wants us to live a godly and peaceful life, uh, a life of godliness and peace. Um, and if we were going to have that, then everything you did and everybody else did, the whole world did, I got to take it out on him because I'm angry with the wicked every day and because sin has to be judged with, dealt with and because the wages of sin is death, I got to take it out on, on him. And so Jesus is the propitiation that absorbed and took in and took on all of these dreadful penalties that God had. That's why I think um, we should look at the cross in another mentality. I looked at the, um, I don't know if you watched it, I was out of the state when I watched it, The Passion of the Christ. And they were saying, oh, it was so bloody, it was so vicious. But I forced myself to watch every single scene so that I could get the full gist, as much as I could, of what he actually endured. And it was for this purpose. So he could be the propitiation. Yeah, propitiation. Propitiation. Mm -hmm. propitiation for our sins. And for our sins, he says, and but not uh, just, not for our sins only, but for the whole world. So that's everybody from beginning to end, from the beginning of creation. Well, whoever God brings to the to, to Christ, mm -hmm. Christ with, with his blood mm -hmm. would cleanse him. Yeah. And then Christ bring him back to the Father. Because they have access to the Father. That's in Ephesians 2 and 18 as him being their propitiation. Yeah, exactly. Yes. All you have to do is slow down. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> That was good because you, I mean, that's the main thing. If, if we learn about this propitiation, it should humble us. Don't you think? Yes. I think that, I, you know, just to get saved and say, well, I got the Holy Ghost and I'm faithful in church. That's not enough. You don't have the whole thing. You need to know why you are worshiping. You can't, you don't just do it because they say clap your hands. Well, you're supposed to have understanding. Exactly what my point is. 
seek for understanding. You know, wisdom is the principal thing, but with all that getting, get understanding. And get an understanding why they're saying these things. Because if you look at this overall statement, they're pleading with these people. They are actually appealing well, you, to them. They had to because you had these false teachers coming in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this just wasn't happening in Ephesus or, or in Asia Minor. Mm-hmm. But Peter's in Babylon. And he wrote his letter. Right. And he wrote places. about, in, in, in chapter 2 mm-hmm. of Second Peter, he, he writes about false, false prophets. prophets and teachers that was there even in Babylon, coming right behind them. But they all was leaving Jerusalem because it was destroyed. And so, you know, as I study in a lot of those places, they had so many idols, so many gods, of course, so many doctrines, so many things. But Peter stands up boldly in the midst of this idol-ridden um, society and preaches Christ and preaches Christ, which is what John is doing. And you said he's writing from Ephesus, which is another desperately wicked place. But verse number three of chapter number two in the lesson says, And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Yes. Obey his commandments. Mm -hmm. Be obedient. There's your evidence that you know him. That you have, and that's not just, oh, in my head I know who he is. That is an intimate relationship with him. Verse two, four. Mm Mm-hmm. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar. <laughs> he keeps using this over and over. We lie. He's a liar. You're saying God's a liar. And he's just, you know, he's softly speaking to them, but he is laying down the hammer, so to speak. He says, but if we, um, uh, he that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Doesn't it sound like he's just telling them all? No, well, he have to because you got the false teachers. And they, and, and they have a sway. Just mm-hmm. like Peter said, you know, he used these words and, and tripped a lot of people up. In verse 5, the lesson says, But whosoever keep his word, mm-hmm. in him verily is the love of God. Perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him, So we, because the love of God is perfected, so that's how we know that we are in Him. Yes. Yeah. And we keep His. Let's throw some. Let's throw Hereby know we that we are in Him. Now you got some notes here. Okay. So I wrote in John, Saint John, fourteen and twenty-one. Yes. It said, "He that keepeth my commandment." I'm sorry. Why am I messing up? He that has my commandments and keep them, mm-hmm. he it is that love loveth me. me. Yes. And that word loveth me is continuously love. Mm-hmm. I got his commandments and I'm continuously keeping these commandments. So just to be hollering, I love the Lord, oh Lord, so good. I just love my love, my love. And then you doing all kinds of things. Yeah, he's a liar. Liar. Okay, he's saying he, he that loveth me. <laughs> Shall be loved of my father. Yeah. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Mm-hmm. And we, we're, we're ending with this one, Dr. Simpson. It's I just, like that part about manifest. I'm going to show you me. I'm going to give you, reveal myself yes. to you, reveal more of my love, more of my power, more of my benefits. Mm-hmm. I'm, going to, I'm going to reveal things to you that lie ahead. I'm going to uh, mm-hmm. reveal what you are to say when you get into this moment. It's just so much to gain. That's because of your love. And, and it's a continuous loving and keeping of commandment. Mm-hmm. It, I'll even let some of my power be in, in your life. You can pray for somebody and they get delivered. Because mm-hmm. I, I can trust I can use you with you. that. Yep. You're an available, you're an available vessel. So First John 3, uh, 23 and 24 says this. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of the Son of his son Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and to love one another mm-hmm. as he give us commandments and he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him and he in him and hereby we know that he abide in us by the spirit which he has given us Amen. so if the Holy Spirit dwell in you abide in you live in you and 
keep his commandments, this is how we know. It's going to manifest. Here's, here's the plan. Do this and everything will be all right. Yes. So it's a good lesson. And uh, I'm looking, it's a lot. But, you know, the, the, the scripture references are there. So um, as you go over the lesson, preparing for Sunday, go over um, those references that we put at the bottom. And, of course, God is going to give you more understanding. So you'll have more references, too. But this is how we want to be studious about teaching the Word of God. So there's a blessing in uh, forgiveness and new life. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and say thank you for joining us. Yes, I is going to pray us out. And uh, remember, sometimes we're here on Tuesdays, on Thursdays. Sometimes we're here on Wednesdays at 5 o'clock. Are you ready to pray us out? Yes. Unto him that loved us mm-hmm. and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Yes. And has made us kings and priests unto God mm-hmm. and his Father. Mm-hmm. To him be glory, dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Yay and amen. And join us again next week on Reset Forever Ministries podcast and the program. All right.